Oxford Centre for Triple Value Healthcare, otherwise known as 3V, scans over 30 journals seeking out important papers on value. To save you time, 3V assesses this research to identify the implications for value-based healthcare and summarises them on our blogs and in our podcasts. Hello, I'm Joe McManus. Uh, I'm a GP in Oxford and I'm doing this week's paper of the week for Oxford Centre for Triple Value Healthcare. Today's paper is looking at waste in the US health system. Very interesting subject and actually one that is very applicable to our own health systems in Europe. Now, this paper by Schrank and L are looking at the amount of waste that's wasted in the US using an evidence-based approach, but also looking at the amount of waste that can be saved by evidence-based interventions. Now, this is based on Beric's classification of six different types of waste, which are in the paper and on the blog, uh, and they quantify that waste, and they identify a phenomenally huge amount of money. Uh, they estimate between $760 billion and $935 billion is spent on wasteful care in a year. Now that is approximately 25% of the total US health care system spending and I estimate probably about 4.5% of US GDP. Now it's a huge amount of money and I think it's quite helpful to quantify this by looking at the equivalent amount of money uh, for the economy of a country and that is around about the same amount of money as the annual GDP of Holland. So clearly this is a problem uh, and it's a problem not just because of wasteful spending being a cost to the taxpayers and individuals, it's also a, an opportunity cost because any money that's spent on wasteful care cannot be spent on better value care and it can't be spent on groups of people who are not currently getting health care. As we know, the US health system has a huge amount of inequity in it and there's a lot of people who are undertreated and have underuse of health care. So spending money on wasteful care is an opportunity cost that could be used to spend on people who are in more need of health care. So it's worth just looking a little bit about the different types of, of care that are identified. So the authors identify this huge amount of money and they also quantify how much is in each category. Um, the categories are broadly relevant to us in Europe with perhaps the exception of the administrative waste uh, and perhaps a little bit on the market failure waste, which is uh, the, the incorrect pricing of drugs, although that is becoming more of a problem, as we know, in the UK. As a clinician, this sort of number is troubling. Um, it's not particularly so troubling in itself, but as I said earlier, it's troubling because this is represents low-value care and care that is potentially causing harm. So there's two main reasons why I think it's a concern. First of all, um, all healthcare can cause harm. So if you're spending resources, which is many people's time, on low-value care, that is care that doesn't significantly improve people and populations' outcomes, then you're likely to cause more harm than benefit. So the, the amount of care and money that's spent here is likely to cause harm. And if, there's, if it's wasteful care... By definition, it's not causing a huge, it's not creating a huge amount of benefit. So the likelihood is that there may be more harm than than benefit. 
In this paper, the, paper, the authors particularly identify low-value care waste, and this sort of waste, for example, includes overtreatment, uh, and this you can see this in a patient who is treated with antibiotics for a viral infection, so they don't need those drugs and they could cause harm. But it also includes a situation where a person uh, dies in an emergency department rather than as planned at home uh, at end of life care, which is not only a poor outcome for the patient, it's also uh, a use of healthcare and resources that was not necessary. Um, the second sort of waste that they, they identify uh, includes clinical waste that can cause harm. And those two are sort of subdivided into failure of care delivery and failure of care coordination. But they're slightly different. Failure of care delivery uh, is really including failure to follow best practice guidelines, um, particularly in prevention. So another example, uh, a man whose diabetes is not well controlled uh, is not having good preventative care and ultimately could end up with poor outcomes such as renal dialysis or a leg amputation, both of which are high cost but poor value. So if we spend more money on the prevention, we're likely to save money on the poor outcomes. So that's wasteful care. Another example would be a woman who isn't able to access decent local antenatal care. So therefore, she doesn't have certain things spotted. And when it comes to her perinatal period, she has a poor outcome, which is bad for her and her baby. But also it's likely to cost more money than having the good antenatal care in the first place. So this is a failure of care delivery. The, the second subcategory really is failure of care coordination. And this is about a failure to link together services and communicate and coordinate between multiple different services. You'll see this often in complex care for older people. Uh, an example would be somebody who is discharged from hospital following uh, a simple illness, probably an older person, but, but likely somebody with more complicated care, requiring multiple different organisations who don't communicate properly together. Uh, they end, then the patient ends up being readmitted to hospital, which is expensive, and the second admission is likely to be more expensive, and then they will have a poor outcome, such as long-term institutional care or potentially a catastrophic loss of independence, both of which will end up costing a lot more money. So this is wasteful care. So this is not only wasteful care, it's low-value care. The resources of the health system are not really spent on delivering good outcomes, they're spent on delivering suboptimal outcomes. And this is not just a problem about money, it's also a problem about how we use our workforce time, how we use transport resources, how we use our buildings and estates. The second reason I think this amount of waste existing is troubling is it represents a huge lost opportunity to use our resources on better value care. Um, the, the authors in this uh, paper and the editorials also talk about this to a certain extent. They say uh, that examples of health overspending, which is essentially what this is, is, is money that cannot be used on other public programmes and the examples they use are better roads or better schools. Interestingly they don't really talk about how that resource could be better invested within the health system itself. And that may be because in the US they aren't operating a universal health system. There are multiple different sources of funding. If you saved money in one pot, is it likely that that would be reinvested in another pot? Perhaps not. But the advantages that we have in universal health systems uh, in the UK and, and the EU countries and others are that if you do save money in one area of health spend by providing better value, 
then you can reinvest that in patients and groups who are currently underserved. And this is really the crux of, of the argument that if you are able to save money on wasteful care, then you can reinvest that in people and populations who are currently suffering from inequity in health spend. So this really is a, a big opportunity opportunity cost. Um, any any resources that are spent on waste and low-value care represents resources that cannot be used in other patients. There's a, a report from 2014 by the Academic Academy of Medical Royal Colleges, uh, and I quote this in the blog, and it puts it very nicely, and it talks about how the duty of clinicians is to identify waste, reduce it, but also use that resource to be able to invest in other patients. The editorials uh, are interesting. Um, Beric talks about um, Fermi's paradox. He was a, a physicist in 1950 talking about the reason why there aren't any aliens. Not quite, but he, he wonders if there are so many different uh, planets out there that are habitable then why why can we not see any extraterrestrial life so he's using that as a as a way of saying well if there's so much waste why can we not see it and in his paper they do actually identify it um Beric then goes on to talk about why we even though we know there's a lot of waste are we not are we not saving money and why are we not actually doing the things we know would work and he identifies a, a few different reasons for this the main reason he starts to talk about is that politics paralyzes change, by which he means that there are a lot of vested interests in the US health system, which actually stop people from cutting down the spend on certain problems and conditions. I think we we do see that to a certain extent in the UK as well, although it's probably a slightly different type of politics. I think another potential reason for waste not being removed, which is not really talked about, is a disincentive for providers and clinicians to reduce low-value care and cost. And I think this is often because clinicians don't see the ability to be able to reinvest that into different groups of patients. So, for example, if uh, a group of clinicians saves money from one part of the health system by reducing the amount of unnecessary operations, are they likely to be able to then invest that in preventative care? Or perhaps more likely, will that money then be cut off and put into a different part of the system? The problem with that is it disincentivizes local groups of clinicians and managers to save money by reducing waste because they're not able to then invest that into areas which they think are going to deliver better outcomes. So really the argument is that if we want to, to do this properly, we can identify waste, we can find out what can be done about that waste, but also we need to then take the next step, which is to give people the uh, the power and ability and autonomy to be able to reinvest that waste in areas that they think will deliver better value care. If you want to stay informed about important developments in value-based healthcare, you can subscribe by joining our mailing list at www.3vh.org.